Hey, Geeks Radio listeners, all these years you've listened to the Totally Super Podcast, the Trek Off Podcast, the Pop Off Podcast, and wondered, hey, is there a way I can get my message out there on these podcasts? Well, finally, there is. You see, we're making a brand new movie called Cancellation. The plot of the movie is this. What happens when your stereotypical sitcom girlfriend realizes that she's just a character on a sitcom and that sitcom is coming to an end, which means she's going to cease to exist? Can she convince her friends to help her fight against the show just so they can all survive? Well, that's the question of the movie, and you can help us make it by going to Kickstarter and donating to the movie. You can get there easily. Just go to getcanceled.com. That's getcanceled.com. Now, Kickstarter always has rewards, and one of the rewards on there, along with the other millions of awesome things you can get, actually allows you to get a message out on Trek Off or Totally Super. That's right. You get the reward. You're going to get a DVD with it and a poster, digital downloads of a bunch of stuff you can't get anywhere else, and a chance to get your message heard on Trek Off or Totally Super. Now, there are other rewards. Go check it out. It's going to be an awesome movie and we really, really need your help. So I'm asking you, as someone who's listened to our podcasts, to please help us make Cancellation, the motion picture. Okay, on to the show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today Hey, we're going to talk about Star Trek, guys. No. Actual Star Trek. That's not going to happen. Actual Star Trek. We're going to say it's that really right now, and then it's not going to happen, guys. I'm just No, I refuse. I mean, by, by like, I'm like, kidding. By like I'm five, kidding. I want to talk in, about it. <laughs> I don't care what we're in the middle of talking about. If we're 10 minutes into the episode and we're not doing it, I'm just cutting us off. Because we got lots of, we've, we've four episodes of Star Trek to talk about. I uh, mean, they're amazing. short. So. Yeah, but they're they're episodes. It's short tracks, right? Like again, mm-hmm. I love how sometimes we bury the lead. I talked about this over on on the Totally Super Show. Um, I was saying to Arthur how like we were like talking about like like and then this and this and here we are and, and now it's Iron Man three and we both paused and I was like, but of course you knew that because it was on the front of the episode and that's what the episode is called. So. Why are we acting like it's a big deal? You guys knew it was short tracks before you started listening because that was the name of the episode. <laughs> like, like, unless, 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 we, don't, unless we don't actually talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Or unless if you're you, like me uh, and you, you don't just, look because you just want to be surprised. I like being surprised. Yeah. You just randomly click, click the internet, just close your eyes like you're the bird box and just click, 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 click and see where you go. <laughs> I haven't seen the bird box, but I've seen all the memes, and that's really all I need to oh, know. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I want to watch it, but I was. Uh, I was afraid to watch it alone, so I hadn't watched. Have you it seen yet. the memes though, with all the pictures of like Sandra Bullock with like like uh, a blindfold over her eyes, and then like because that's evidently a big thing in it. Yeah. Evidently, you can't see stuff. You have to do right. Yeah, but you they've have like to be... put her in all these different situations. No, like, I've they not. put her like in the line for the teacups at Disneyland with her <laughs> thing over her eyes and stuff. <laughs> That's funny. No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> somebody, somebody wrote. They thought it was very funny that uh, that uh, they canceled Daredevil on Netflix, and then the very next day put out a movie about how important it is to remain blind. <laughs> That's funny. That's a connection I didn't even consider. That's a good yeah. point. They canceled Daredevil. That's pretty sad. Yeah. That's pretty sad. I am. I I wrote. I, I wrote who saw that coming and somebody else wrote, well, not, not Matt Murdock. Um, oh, I know it's terrible. That is terrible. It's a mean joke. That's a mean, really mean. sad about cancellation. Data. So we're going to talk about short treks today, but uh, you said you had something you wanted to talk about first. So in uh, uh, two minutes, go. 
<laughs> well, I was just, I started, um, I, I, did you ever watch American Gods? Um, uh, no, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's really good. Like, it's, it's fucking great. And so I had watched the first season or whatever. I think it's on Stars. I think it's on Stars. Um, and I recently was able to acquire the book, which I had never read. And so I was like, cool. And I'm reading it. And I cannot help <laughs> but go, damn, the show is just like the book. That's amazing. Like, it's so good. Like, there are little things that do upset. There, There's one thing in particular that, that upset me that was a casting choice that I was like, I mean, it very clearly says in the book um, that this one particular character is a fat kid. And it's in, the, in the show, he's not. He's a he's skinny, typical Hollywood kid and I'm like why did we do that um and I don't know if it was because they felt like they hit was like you know you got to pick your battles and we had to give up fat kids so that we could have you know buxom brown lady I don't know you know what I mean um but it's a great show and the fact and I'm like see and I can't help but while I read it go this is what I mean Justin like I talked to you and you're not here like you see this this is just how it was in the show there's no excuse for any player one. None. I was like, because it's bullshit. You can do it. It's like each to the point where like the dialogue, which is really well written. I mean, it's Neil Gaiman for, you know, Christ's sake. And I and I had also seen Stardust before I read the book and was like in for a fucking hell of a ride. I think we, think we talked about that because I was like, it was nothing. The movie was like so far off the book that I was like, how do you even call this the same thing? I feel like. Which is how I felt, obviously, about Ready Player One. And so I was just like, see, I knew you could do it right. Someone's doing shit right. Justin should watch American Gods and he should read it. And then he'll know what I'm talking about. That's all. It just made me think I would you. love, <laughs> I would love for there to be a podcast on Ready Player One uh, that is more judicious than ours. Which is really just like you and I both state points and then yell at each other. It's really all it was. <laughs> um uh, which is fun. I mean, there's there's a place there's, for there's that, a place for a that certainly. I'm just saying, I, like, I, I was, I was, re it was remarkable to me because so often with books, and I think it will, what will be very interesting to see to see how this plays out, right, is because I watched season one and now I'm reading the book, so I will finish the book yeah, so before different. season two. So it will be very interesting. Oh, do you know what I'm saying? To see because I know you have kind of this theory that like if you see it first and then read the book. It's a different, you can have a place for the movie, even if it's not like the book or what have you, like you're more generous, which I do think is generally true, but it'll be interesting well, sure. to I see. Think I think your brain latches on to whatever it is you got first, right? So, so, so Mrs. J right now is listening to a book, um, a book series and they're on book four and they've changed the narrator of the book. Like the, the actress who was doing it, I guess, wasn't doing books anymore or wasn't doing it at the time. Um, and so now she's got this new person and the book's written in first person point of mm, view. Yeah. So she's hearing a whole new person tell the story from a first person point of view. And she's finding it really annoying and distracting and, and disconcerting because yeah. this is not her, whatever the main character's name is. Yeah. Uh, like this is not her. This is an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that whatever it is you get first is the thing that you latch your brain around. Now I got ready player one, the, the book first as well. 
Um, but I only read the book because I was excited about the stuff that I saw in the movie. And so I was already sort of braced for the difference between the two. I think the the closest analog I would have to what you're describing is Harry Potter. Um, in that I saw the first Harry Potter movie before I read any of the Harry Potter books. Um, and then it was right around that time in my life where it was right around that time in my life where like, you know, stupid kids books and I don't like things with magic. It's the same reason that I didn't want to watch Buffy. Right. It's because you know, <laughs> I watch sci-fi and that's real. That's real. That could really happen. So it really, funny. really happen. There could, there could be, a, there could be a cue out there. You don't know. Um, uh, you don't know the stupid CW, and it was also it was on the WB, right? Oh well, yeah, there's that crap too. On WB, um, and the same thing. I was able to easily dismiss Harry Potter. It's a kids book. Why am I going to read a kids book? I'm a grown man. Um, <laughs> I was I was dragged to the first Harry Potter movie, which is my least favorite of all of the Harry Potter movies. Um, actually, the second one's my least favorite, but the but like so the that one at least established close to the, the book. World. I like it the best. I think. And then I read the second book, which I didn't like that much, and saw the second movie that I didn't like that much. And then I had, I think, books two, three, I think up to like book four or five was out by the time the second movie had come out. Um, And then I just read the books. I just like read one book and I read another book and I read another book. And then I had the rest of the movies after having read the books. Um, So I have this weird, like, like the books were better than, and I've gone back and read the Harry Potter books now, all of them, more than once. Um, the books were were better than the first two movies. The books were better. Um, but I I have a special place in my heart for the movies. I know that there are purists who read all the books first or they, they consider the books the right ones and the movies are cheap imitations. Um, Certainly the further along you go, for the most part, I tend to agree. Except that like, I see the movies over and over again and I don't read the books over and over again. So as time has gone on, the movies have become the Harry Potter reality for me. Just mm-hmm. as a facet of, you know, I've read the books twice, but I've seen all the movies, you know, 10 times. And eventually as years go on, that's just what you remember having seen. Mm. So, you know, I, I'm at a point now where I can't imagine that Snape looks or sounds anything different than Alan Rickman or that, you know. You know, even even the second, even the Michael Gambon Dumbledore, which a lot of people hate, a lot of people hate Michael Gambon is is Dumbledore. I don't hate him, even but he's that, just not. It's 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 like, and if you ever watched soap operas, you kind of had that same thing where if they, you know, characters stayed, but actors didn't always. You know what I mean? And it would be like, I don't like this new Austin. He's not as cute. Yeah. And he's not as good, and I don't like him. You know what I mean? Like it's and I don't I, I don't think. I don't think that Dumbledore is served super well in the movies um, by the by the Goblet of Fire. I think the Goblet of Fire has Dumbledore doing and saying things that he would never do. The movie version of Dumbledore. Mm. So so when he goes grabs Harry, do you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And he's yelling at him like that's that's not so, even the book says that he says it calmly. Yeah, but like in the movie, <laughs> you know. But I will say this. Um, the Dumbledore, the choice of Dumbledore that, that Richard Harris was doing before he died, that Dumbledore, the his acting job was um, not what was also a choice to make him a kindly old man. Uh, 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 I liked him that way. Kindly old man. But that was not how he's written. And that's most certainly not how he's written later on. I don't think that Richard Harris could have done 
the, Later, the Dumbledore, even if he Dumbledore? were still alive and not just his physical ability, that Dumbledore as he was portraying him could not have had the, I think it would have been interesting to see. F- I, I don't know that that's true. Yeah, I just feel like it was... It was I think if we'd seen that journey, because that's how I, I remember how I felt during the books. I felt like he was one way and then you find out there's more going on there and he's not what yeah. you thought he was and that's, to me, I remember that being an emotional thing in the books because there's that yeah, element think- of like, I thought you were this thing and you're not that thing and it's not to say that you're evil but you're not the the kindly good sort of force that i thought you were it's more gray than yeah that. and i just um and i, and, I, and I just and i just felt like richard richard harris didn't plant the seeds in the way that the book planted the seeds um and look part of that is because the book series was not written at the time so as sure. much as jk wants to say that she had it that she had it planned out the nuances of you know i've written enough to know to know that sometimes the nuances of the characters that you're writing happen as you're writing them Mm -hmm. so eventually your characters get their own voice and speak to you and you just write down what they say so so at the time that richard harris was being given acting notes and there were only three books out at that point dumbledore was not what he would become by book seven and what and at what point does the tail wag the dog right at what point is (laughs) At what point does J.K. Rowling have, have no have no choice but to see Daniel Radcliffe in her head when she's writing for Harry? Like it's like eventually that's got to happen. It's got to influence what you do. So, you know, anyway, hey, I said yeah. we'd stop at 10 minutes. It's been 10 minutes. Let's talk about Star Trek. OK, well, just this one last thing. It's short because I don't want to spoil it. But sure. if you have not seen the um, they have interactive movies on Netflix. I don't know if you know this. I do know this. Um. Have you watched the Minecraft one with your kids? Because I know they would like it. Uh, that's uh, that. That is, we were until one of my kids got grounded from it, and so Aww. we had to take it away because it was his favorite thing. Oh, that's a so shame. we stopped watching it. But I saw that that's a thing that they did. So I'm I'm aware that that's a thing. So did you know that they have a Black Mirror one? I've not yet seen a single episode of Black Mirror. Uh you don't have to. It's like okay. Twilight Zone, but was you know it's it's like Twilight Zone. Um, meets Outer Limits. Yeah, like, I know that there's a Star Trek a one that I absolutely <laughs> have to see. I know there's a Star Trek one that I absolutely have to see. A Star Trek one what? Episode? Of, 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 of Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. I know that there's that oh. there's an episode of Black Mirror that clearly is supposed to be Star Trek, but it gets all twisted. Interesting. I haven't seen... I haven't, I've, I've only watched maybe three or four episodes of Black Mirror and they're all different. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So you can totally watch the interactive movie and never have... Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and I highly, highly recommend you do so. It is um, glorious. It's called um, the Black Mirror um, Bandersnatch, I believe. Oh, that is that that's interactive. Yes, and it is. Oh, so fucking good, dude! Like there was one point, like D was coming up the stairs, like from having made food or something, and I was. And he like caught part and I screamed out loud like, oh, I can't believe that just happened. Oh, my God. And he's like, what? I was like, oh, I didn't think. I mean, oh, no. And he's like, what is happening? And I'm like, I can't tell you. And he's like, what uh, the fuck uh, is this? And then like we watched it together and there was a point at which we just both were looking at it and then like looked at each other and then looked back at it. And like, is this really happening right now? Holy shit. It was just awesome. 
There's so many have moments. Have you gone like through that. and made different choices? Yes. And see, seen where it went? Yes. Yes, I Is have. Is it vastly different based on your choices? Yes. That's so fun. That's, and that's, I mean, that, that's and there are the times when it right. isn't you know, like that and it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, because they do this great way of building where, you know, you kind of have things that matter and things that don't matter when you make decisions. Like sometimes you're picking like what music he's listening to or something, you know what I mean? And it seems like such a small thing, but it like totally builds into the story. I don't want to spoil it, but it's in the story. It's so good. Like just experience I'm, I, that I, shit. I'm willing to give it a chance. You know, I used to read Choose Your Own Adventures until I, I figured I love out. Them. But then I figured out that they weren't really Choose Your Own Adventures, that you could die maybe like if you made the wrong choice, but otherwise it would send you to a random page in the back that would deal with your choice and then put you right back, right back in the story where you were. Well, and there that, is like, a point at which you, it becomes that because that's true of any story. Yeah. Ultimately, you know what I mean? But it has a really cool way of dealing with that mechanic. And it's, I just, it's, it does. It's very sci-fi, and it's ve- and it's very. There's so many things about it you would like, um, and it it's just it's a good experience. I think you would really like if you enjoyed the Minecraft one at all, which is fun just as a lark. I think, um, I think you'll. This is this will be a much more mature adult sci-fi yeah, I'm cool experience. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it, with Mrs. J. Next time we have some like time to sit down and watch something. Oh hell yeah! We're still in the middle great. of the. We're still in the middle of the Arrowverse from last season, um, so trying to catch up. Uh, like, what was I going to say? Um, if Netflix just gets like ten percent faster, I think you can start like putting like Dragon's Lair and Space Ace on Netflix, which I would love. Ah, oh, that would be very cool. And I think they're just they're, they're close enough to do it. I remember the first time they they had like like DVDs that could do that. The first time I ever I saw do, that I do was, too. Uh, the first time I ever saw it was the Nightmare on Elm Street collection. Oh um, yeah, and then I, is it yeah, in the last disc of the Nightmare on Elm Street collection used DVD menus as as interactive. So you would you know you'd be in a place and you'd push up on the DVD menu and it would take you to the next DVD menu, but it looked like you like had moved further down a hallway. Oh um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and and if you and if you go like into a certain door, you know. It 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 it, it plays opens the you door know, as though you're going a random trailer or a random piece of footage. My favorite <laughs> piece is a random piece where clearly they were setting up um they they were setting up uh like it was they were setting up a camera on Robert England uh to like do what was going to be a TV spot for Nightmare on Elm Street three, and you could, he's like running his lines and the camera's on him and he goes he goes a nightmare on Elm Street three a nightmare on. Elm Street 3 is doing it. He goes, a nightmare on Elm Street 3. A nightmare on Elm Street cubed. The square root of nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> In the makeup. It was, it was so great. That's so awesome. Fun. I need to revisit that talk- box set. But now we should talk about Star Trek. Let's talk about Star Trek. Hey, guys. Um, so we are very lucky that we live in, in quite a world where we've talked about how... Um, how CBS All Access is going to become the Star Trek, all Star Trek all the time. They want to, their goal is to have it be that at any given time, you can be watching a Star Trek show. Um, I think following what was the very good idea of, even though execution was not always right, of the Netflix Marvel shows, right? That was the whole idea is that like you'd finish a show and maybe you'd get a month off and then you'd have another show. 
and sure. you get a month off and you'd have another show and that's the way the Netflix Marvel shows would go and it was pretty cool um, even though like sometimes the execution one is, wasn't as good as it could be we've got Discovery the Picard show's coming we talked about the the Rick and Morty guys doing the animated version and we'll see how that goes um, they have other things in mind we've talked about the Section 31 show but we've been in this it's, it's hard to imagine like Star Trek Discovery was only I mean how much was it like 12 episodes like yeah. 12 weeks in a row like like 40 weeks ago is when it ended. Yeah. So we're at, a, we're at a spot now where it's been all this time and they've done something that they've never done in Star Trek, which was like, hey, in between seasons, here's a little taste. Here's a little thing we can do. For yeah, us. which is cool. Um, I really, I dug, I like, I was jazzed by that to be sure. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I missed it when it came out uh, because uh, it came out October 4th, November 8th, December 6th. And the last one came out just two days ago uh, as of this recording on January 3rd. And these are the only four that they're going to be because, of course, two weeks from now, uh, Star Trek Discovery is back. Um, and uh, and I missed them because it was in the holidays and then you know, went watching Christmas movies and blah, blah, blah. And I had not renewed my CBS All Access subscription yet, which I now have. Um so we are uh so so we we're reviewing today the Star Trek short tracks episodes. Um and I guess we'll just jump right in. Um you have watched you watched the first one a while ago, right? Yeah, so I it's not as fresh for me as the other three. Cuz um, I watched it like right when it the, came out. And you watched the other three like an hour ago, right? Yep. And I remember you telling me and I and I had this in my mind when I watched the other ones that yeah, the one with Tilly was okay, but like the second one was even better, and I completely and utterly disagree. You you disagree? I totally disagree. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is great! I'm so glad you disagree. It's more fun. I, um, I was like, otherwise, I'm, I, I'm, I, here's what I thought when I watched the the next three. I was like, my guess is the Harry Mud is his favorite one, and I know why. Nope. Yep. Um, I liked it. But really, no. it's second not your favorite. My, my I think my second, favorite second is actually the Saru episode. Really? Yep. I had problems with it, but it was it was it was good. They were all good. I think that's the thing is I heard that the first one sucked. I heard they you know it didn't, I guess though. that's did the, you did you feel like it sucked when you watched it? Or like did that did that no, was that in your head? No. I watched the second one first. Uh, Amazon is doing it in a weird way where they're putting. Oh, tell me um, about it. Like I, I watched them all out of order at this point because like I watched the first one already and this is how it had it set up. It had the like if you went to season two and they're all called season zero, they're all called episode zero along with any trailers for the for season two. It had um, the Saru episode, Calypso, then a trailer then the Tilly episode, which I'd already watched, and then the Mud episode. That makes no fucking yeah, sense. So I watched Calypso first. Um, and then, uh, no, I watched the Sorrow one first, then I watched Calypso, then I watched the Tilly one, and that, then the new one just came out, so I just watched it. About, uh, about Harry Mudd. So, um, so I saw Calypso, I saw the Tilly one third, and of the three, I, it was my least favorite. Um, of of the three, but that doesn't mean it was bad. I, I by no means did I think it was bad. Um, I get that it was it was not as good as the last episode of Discovery, 
you know, it wasn't as good as the last couple episodes of Discovery. Sure, a lot were... is happening in the last couple episodes of Discovery. Like, yeah, there's, there's, it's dense. There's a lot going on. It's a yeah. season finale, which is usually pretty good. Even the shows that aren't that great, season finales tend to be pretty good. Right. Um, they tend to be kind and, of spectacles, and, and if you will. There's a ton of character development. I, I, there's things are happening with everyone. You know, the, for the most part, these are little larks, is what they are. Yeah. Um, and and there are there are. Well, and I would say for each one of them, generally speaking, in terms of stakes, um, they aren't that high. They're all personal. Except yeah, for they're the, all personal. The, you know, the Sart one felt very high simply because of his specific circumstance. I also think the scope of that episode is is you know all the other ones are bottle bottle shows, right? They're yeah. just all on uh, in in rooms, whereas yep. that one feels very large and and connected. Um, yeah. But we'll start with Runaway, um, uh, airing on October 4th, 2018. Following a discussion with her mother, Sylvia Tilly encounters a young Zahayan stowaway named Mehani Ikehali Kapo. Tilly, who is accustomed to taking orders from others, decides to make decisions uh, with herself to help Kapo return home in time for a coronation. Now, there are silly aspects to that episode that maybe people were not cool with. Um I found it charming. I thought it was fine. It wasn't wonderful, but it was fine. Um, yeah, I and, thought it was a, a delightful on, little episode. Yeah, shame, shame on you, fandom, for for you know for taking you know maybe you thought it was a B, maybe even a B minus, and calling it an F. Like it's it's like it was not a bad episode. No, um, like fuck you that. Know, it didn't suck. You know, sorry guys, it didn't. <laughs> it it didn't. was it was. <laughs> You know, it was somewhere between an A or an A or an A minus to a to a B minus. It, it exists somewhere in there. You know, is it an A plus? No. Is there any world where it's like a C? Not really. Like it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I love Tilly. Right? We always love Tilly. Yep, love Tilly. And maybe that's it. Maybe we because we have a special place in our heart for Tilly. We're not hating on it. I don't know if there are people who hate on Tilly or what, but. Like, that's the only reason I can think of for you to dislike the episode and to feel like it's not good. I think that I could see people having a problem with, like, the funny the funny food stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that that part, I could see people being like, eh. Like, it's, it's you know, there are people who don't like if Star Trek ever tries to do comedy. I mean, um, that's, I, I felt like, and, I, and then maybe that's why I liked it a lot, um, perhaps more than most. Because I I liked that it had that flavor of the original series, which is my favorite, where you can be doing something that matters, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a little fun too. Like I, that's and it, and for me, I've always felt like that that was what was great about TOS. That's because that's a hard thing to pull off to to do both of those things simultaneously somehow because they almost seem mutually exclusive, but they're not. If you but it's but it takes a very delicate hand to, to accomplish and i felt like they did in that episode and that's why i really liked it because it made me feel well, and i would give way. it i would say that the, of the four episodes this episode is the most star trek episode this is an episode that is that well i guess you could say the sorrow is for a different reason but this episode is sure. specifically about understanding others and the whole and it gets to the reason why do you explore why do you want to understand others because the more you understand others the better you understand yourself that's mm-hmm. i mean that's star trek yep. right that that why does humanity explore? What's the point? Like who like who gives who gives a fuck if you're you know if you're out there exploring new worlds and meeting new people? 
um, what it does is it gives you greater understanding and they, because they also say we're bettering ourselves. Well, this is how they better themselves. They, they go out and they, they, they meet other people and they get perspectives on themselves and they didn't get before. And this is a, this is a microcosm of that. Yeah. Um, which is, which is lovely. And frankly, um, it's about two women who are, who are disempowered by different things in their life, by expectations, uh, from other people mm-hmm. by, you know, by, you know, women who, who, who feel like they're not in control of their own destiny either because Tilly feels like that she's in over her head or a queen who feels like she's not. And, and it's, it's, there's, there's a certain amount of empowerment that's happening in the episode. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of charm. I like their friendship. I think there's, there's, you know, you know, this would be, if this is, you know, this is, this is the most next gen episode of all of them. This like could well, like I be said, it felt one- very TOS to me. Like that's really interesting that you say that. You know what I mean? It felt very Trek. To it me. felt very much. It <laughs> felt like it had more. It had more of a sense of humor. But it felt very much like one of the sort of interstitial next gen episodes, like 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 Half a Life or um or like many of the Loxana ones or um or like the the one where like the little boy wants to like imitate Data. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's it's not one of the ones that you you maybe don't watch every time you're going through if you're just hitting the highlights of the show, um, but are just one of the would almost feel like filler episodes. I just feel like there's so much really depth good. in those if you really pay attention, and it's because you know me, I'm well, about sure. the. That's why that's why Next know? Gen is such a great show. Yeah, I'm not like, just about the spectacle. Like it's great and all, but like you need to back that up <laughs> with something. Well, and, and, and that's the thing, right? It's it's, it's I've I've recently learned to start differentiating between whether something is good or whether I like it. And it's something I'm really like thinking about a lot (laughs) lately as I, um, because like, for instance, I like Ace Ventura pet detective better than I like Schindler's list, but in no, in no No way is it a better film, right? (laughs) Do I think it's a better movie? That's not a fair comparison. But the, but that but here's the thing. But it is it's a fair enough comparison to go to go. Hey, there's a thing that I like. At least pick another comedy genre movie. Like I, I'm just saying, it's like um, like I'm trying to think. Fine. Of okay. That's... I'll I'll give you I'll give you a great example. Okay. I'll give you a great example. Um, I will take uh, in terms of 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 Star Wars. Right. Uh, no, because Empire is the one I like the best. I'm trying to think what's a what's a what's a great. OK. You, all right. Here's the thing. I will take two. Uh, I, I'm t- I, it's really late at night. It, you know what I'm saying? Like there are things that are that are objectively good that you can go. I do hey, know what you're saying. Like, and that's funny. It's because I was I always felt like, you know, how I talk about like now when I talk about how something, how something is bad. It's like when I say it's bad, that means a lot because typically I give things a pass even when they're not very good. Like I can recognize you have a, that they're not very good and still be like, but I enjoyed that. And here's a reason to you, enjoy it. It's ha- fluffy. It's fun. It's what, you know what I mean? Without it being bad. So if it's bad. I think that you, I think that you when it comes to Star Trek, I think that you are incapable of giving a, 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 a C as a grade. <laughs> That's, not That's true. the thing. I think that it is, you know, that 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 you go from B plus, like I imagine you go, you you go, you know, you know, the original series is 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 a is a plus plus, and the original series films, 
you know, are, you know, are as a whole an A, but even Star Trek V is going to be just an A minus. You know, yeah. it's, it's, just, it's got Kirk, so it can't be out of A. I think I think that you'll I think that you probably feel like next gen is between an A and an A minus, and Deep Space Nine is somewhere between an A minus and a B. You know, and then there's nothing past the B, right? That there's that there's you know there's Enterprise, which depending on what day you talk to me, it's either a B minus or it's a D plus. Like it, depending on how you feel, because it can't be anything except those things. You'll go, yeah, Enterprise wasn't very good, um, but you know, or you'll go, oh, I kind of liked Enterprise. I liked but Enterprise. It's not, like like most of those right episodes, now? I would say were a B. Like I, I I'll acknowledge the, that they're they're not all TOS level. Yeah, but. and then you have Voyager, where you're just like, it's all an F. It's all crap. Yeah. Not all and here's, of it. I and do here's like the thing the I'm saying and, and I know it's I do not see a great divide in quality between Voyager and Enterprise. Like I think the Voyager is better than Enterprise, but Ugh. I think that we're I, I think that we're <laughs> we're talking as a whole. And like Voyager had had some great episodes. And Voyager had a lot had longer to go, like to pull off those minorly sure. good episodes. Um, you know and, what and I mean? Voyager, Voyager had some Voyager had some real stinkers. It had the it had more stinkers than Enterprise by far. Um, Enterprise just had more really rote middle of the road episodes, in my opinion. But I feel like we're talking like as a whole, both of them are in the C level, and like one is maybe a C plus and one is a C minus. But like it's fun. Like with you, it's like no, either it was a B <laughs> or it was an F, and I think you have that like sort of threshold. Like it's it's you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you like 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 you like from your point of view there's a b maybe a c plus and then a cliff and at that point it doesn't matter how far past like 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 it doesn't matter like how how far you are that a c minus is the same as an f because you're still falling down the fucking mountain because so, <laughs> you're still on the way down screaming like yeah it doesn't matter um that that being said runaway uh I, I would, from my opinion, my opinion, it was a solid B. It is the um, third best of the four episodes, in my opinion. Uh, what about you? Where, where would you grade it, and why? And 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 where would you rank it among the episodes? Um, well, so I liked um, the elements. I liked of like it's hard to say. Like I felt like Saros was my favorite, but only because like what I liked about both of those. Like I would say they were pretty much on equal ground. Except that what I got that maybe pushed Saru a little bit ahead, and this has nothing to do with anything other than he's an alien. So there was, it was very interesting to see um, his society, their customs, their way of life that uh, connected to a character we know, whereas Tilly like is already human and we know what that looks like. Do you know what I mean? So there was just like that extra bit that brought the Saru episode a bit over the t- like a bit over Tilly's episode for that reason. But that's the only reason. I think those two are pretty much the best two out of it. All right. So the second episode uh is Calypso. Uh came out November 8th, 2018 from Wikipedia. The US Discovery after drifting in space for a thousand years has evolved to the point that this computer system has become sentient and named itself Zora. She retrieves a passing escape pod carrying a man named Kraft. Zora reveals that she's been ordered to hold her current position for the past millennium. Uh, Zora initially keeps Kraft aboard the ship. She wants company and is beginning to fall in love with him, but eventually lets him take Discovery's last shuttle to return to his home on Alcor 4. Um, 
I felt that this episode, um, in a way that the other three are not, that this episode was a work of art. Uh, there was sure, a so level of... Yeah, the, this episode, if you don't call it Star Trek, honestly, like that's the only thing I felt like it, it, it didn't really fit very... It was a stretch to have it make sense in the way that they having it and that they have it kind of minorly making sense. But as a standalone piece of work, like it's a standalone piece of sci-fi work, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, well, and that's the thing is I, I, you know, did I need it to be totally Star Trek? No. And you're right. It, this could absolutely be a short story. I, I'm almost wondering if it was a short story and mm-hmm. someone's like, well, can we fit it in discovery? Exactly. Um, that's how it felt to me, um, which is why I didn't care for it as much as, maybe some other people did simply as a function of star Trek, not the story itself. If that makes sense. Yeah, I was just, I, I was just, uh, I, I, I was just so stunned by the level of artistry in this episode. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, the, this is like, in my opinion, this is, this is the most artful episode of discovery. Um, I think that it, it ranks among the best. I think it, it, it if it's not the best episode of Discovery, it's one of them. Um, and it's one of the best of Star Trek. In the same way that the inner light did not need to be Star Trek either, right? Like everything on the Enterprise in the inner light feels tacked on. Every time they go back to the Enterprise in the inner light, it's like, oh, they're reminding you that it's a Star Trek episode. But I totally feel like the inner light was a story oh, that somebody I wrote. I mean, that might be, but I didn't feel that way simply because he had this other life that was calling to him. Do you know what I mean? And maybe they just modified whatever that other life was it was just a random like but i think that the inner light in a way that's very different and i'll tell you like because i'll tell you why because (laughs) because we already know who picard is at that point and how he relates to the rest of the ship and he matters significantly and he's accumulated and done stuff like we have such a connection to him that that is the lens through which the experience is viewed. And um, it's worth, that's it, not, it's, it's I don't worth, feel like that is true for this short on discovery. It could be any fucking shit. And it's interesting. And, 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 the, and in a way, uh, I think it would be better if it was honestly. Um, the, uh, the, the credits for this, all the other uh, episodes have written by, and then it has one or two people that it's written by, but this one has, story by Sean Cochran and Michael Chabon and the teleplay teleplay by Michael Chabon. So someone named Sean Cochran wrote a story that I think that then Michael Chabon changed the story. Um, and I, it feels like they just, it's credited different than all the other ones that it's mm-hmm. just not like people didn't just sit down to write a short tracks. Right. Um, that this was something else. Now I will say this, this episode, which is my favorite, it's my number one. It's an A plus for me. It's, it's just a, sp- a stunning, stunning piece of sci-fi art. It is, um, but it's not necessarily. Will, a- well, hear me out. This episode will be elevated significantly if there's a major thing where where Enterprise gets stuck for a thousand years or something, and then has to like if 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 we find out later that this does tie into everything. Like, especially if it's not even next season, but it's like in season three, there's a, there's a, there's a place where they get stuck in time or they have to abandon, you know, the, the ship somewhere or something. Like if, if this ends up like folding back into the continuity in a way that feels like it was planned from the beginning, this episode is going to be 
then you know, like, then like I those... will change my mind. Then then it will get higher marks for me because as it stands right now, I I'm not debating the beauty of the story or the way or the beauty in how it was told, the craftsmanship. It it it's it's very no pun intended. His name was Craft. Oh right, <laughs> that's really funny. I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, I just. I just didn't feel like it was Star Trek, per se. You wanted you, you wanted yourself you know? some Star Trek, and you were like you pulled up to the Star Trek restaurant, and they you know we we've we've used this analogy before on on either this or or the other show, and and where we're like you know, let's say you really like salmon, salmon's really good, but you've gone to a burger restaurant, right, and and you're all ready for a burger and the, the ketchup's on the table. And and it's one of those fancy ones like Hamburger Hamlet used to be, where like the where like the burger is like an inch thick, and maybe you got the kind that has like the onion straws on top, and it's all so like you know like they have the best or like like Red Robin like serves a fried egg on one of their burgers oh, is amazing. Yeah. So and you're ready for like like some kind of awesome. You're ready for burger. that ridiculous and, burger. And they and they bring you out a very nice piece of salmon, like a really a really good one. Yeah, like, like a like, pristine. Like, any other restaurant, you'd be. Like this, this would be great. Or they bring you a burrito, and you're like, okay, well, this is an excellent burrito. But I but come here for no fucking burrito. I, yeah, that's yeah, I came how to I the felt. burger restaurant. Where's my burger? Yeah, I very much felt like that. Like I don't wait, and it took me a while. I was like, like I think we were about like halfway through it, and I was like, I don't even understand how this connects. I was like, this yeah. is the discovery but, that he's on, right? And and Mister A was like, no. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what the ship said in the very beginning when they panned across. The saucer. He's like, I think it was some sort of, you know, designation. I think it was obviously a federation ship, but well, I don't think it was the discovery. Th- like, this, I'm like, no, I'm this... pretty sure it is. And if that's if I'm questioning that shit, like halfway through, that's problematic. You know what this I mean? This has to be folded into the plan because this existing means that the ship can never be destroyed. It it does. Right? Yeah. The ship cannot even be significantly damaged. Um, and at some point, the crew is going to leave the ship because the ship's in fairly pristine condition. Yeah. For a thousand years. That, that ship's going to go like past Picard, like into like, like, like to go into the, the, the either Voyager, like the Voy- Voyager brings you to the, um, Voyager had the Enterprise J where they were, they were the ones that were correcting like time riffs was, was that. And, or maybe that wasn't the Enterprise J. It was a, it was a, it was another ship. But Voyager, Voyager had, um, like the time cop people. Right. And then Enterprise also, I don't remember which of those two were further in the future, but Enterprise also had um, an Enterprise from, I think that's where the Enterprise J was, where that's further in the future. So we're, we're like around that era somewhere that, 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 that Discovery is just out there somewhere and has been abandoned by its crew. Like there's no signs of a battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, they just are like gone. It's been abandoned. So, that has to be part of the plan. I have to imagine that they're not just going to do that and go, well, yeah, so maybe one day that happens and we'll just tell the audience that the that's ship how could, it like, felt. Any... That's, that's how it felt. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? Like, but, I, I, maybe I, you're I, right. And I'll, and I'll change my mind and we'll have, we'll revisit this. And I'll be like, oh, with the, with this in mind, oh my goodness. But I yeah, honestly don't well, see that I, happening. I, and I, I can't imagine they'll wait till, um, that they'll wait till uh, season three even to do it because until they acknowledge that this is a thing that happened, like why do I care about a big major space battle, right? Like I can always tell myself, well, the ship's going to make it and it's going to make it in pretty good shape, actually. The ship's going to be, you know, in perfect condition 
for a thousand years floating in space. So, so it's fighting this Klingon cruiser, but I know it's going to be okay. You know, it's like it's like watching yeah. the Star Wars prequels. No matter what happens in the Star Wars prequels, I know, I know what's like, going to happen. Yeah, o- Obi Obi One can fight as hard as he can, and I know that he's going to be fine. Yeah. Obi One's going to be totally. I know fine. that he's an old man. And, and you know, yeah. So, so home, in the so. same way, <laughs> unless they do something with the ship, unless they acknowledge it's fairly early and it's a time travel thing, they go back and forth, and then it's you know they've dealt with how this happened. Um, yeah, but then you know, what are you going to do? You're going to have this sentient AI that is the that is the ship from the from that, that point on in the show. That could be interesting, and we don't know anything about that that half robot lady that's that's in that that's on the ship. We know that she's there. But we don't know much about her, so. Maybe sure. there's, you know, if we if we ha- hear that she starts calling herself Zora eventually, that that will be interesting to me. Like if I see an evolution toward this, I'm gonna love this. It's gonna be like going back to those early Ferengi episodes on uh, DS9, where they're in the they're in the Gamma Quadrant, and someone just goes, "Well, you should really check with the Dominion." And they just drop it, and they don't talk about it for like ten more episodes. Now <laughs> I watch those episodes, and when they say Dominion, I'm like, "Oh, this is where it happens. This is where it all begins." <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be uh, interesting to see. But as it stands, like that's why I just I couldn't give it as high a mark as I mean it's still it still beat the mud episode for me be- just because the mud episode is just it's too silly. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll um, get there. But, we'll get there. We still have two two to go. But that's I why say, that's so, the only reason it beats out the mud episode. But otherwise, it's just so. It, so it's this a, so this episode this episode is one of two things. It is either the episode that is most important to Discovery because it's the only episode that like significantly impacts what's going to happen next, or it's the episode that's least important to Discovery because it's just has nothing to do with anything else going on. So <laughs> we will know in time to come, and I'm sure we'll revisit this conversation. Uh, episode three, The Brightest Star. Young Saru of the planet Kaminar is curious and wants to learn about life outside the pre-warp society of his village. Unhappy with the knowledge that he, like all Kelpians, will eventually be harvested as food by the predatory Ba'ul, Saru manages to send a distress signal into space, which is entered by the by answered by the USS Shenzo. Saru departs his homeworld with Lieutenant Philippe Giorgio, uh, with the knowledge that he may never return to his planet. Oh no, not again! Yeah, that's going to be where we end it today. Sorry. Um, there is so much more to show to go, and we're going to post it up really soon, because we want you to hear what's coming up next. But uh, stay tuned for more of us just talking about short treks and the and just what's good, what's bad, the good, bad, and the ugly about these shows. Um, such a joy to talk about Star Trek, clearly. And as Alexia might say, Trek off, bitches. One last reminder before you go to go to getcanceled.com. That's getcanceled.com to help us make cancellation the motion picture. Look at the rewards there. Look for opportunities to hear your voice and your message heard on Totally Super and Trek Off. Please help us make cancellation the motion picture by going to getcanceled.com or looking up cancellation on Kickstarter. <laughs>